Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today is January 25th, 2016, and we've got an hour to work together. Um, so, hold on one second, I'm doing a backup recording, just in case, because the phone's been acting a little odd. All right, who first, guys? How about Mango the Cat in Heaven? Okay. He's always the most interesting. (laughs) So, Mango, please. All right, so he shows me an image as if he was uh, sitting on top of the end of a banister, like people would have coming down a fancy staircase when I ask him, what do you want to say to your people? He says he's watching things that go on. He's been busy busy multitasking here and there and everywhere. Um, he says he's a cat of many colors. When I ask him, what does that mean, please? He says I have the ability to shift and, okay, to shape shift. That's what that's about. And do what? He says and be everywhere almost at once. Uh, he, he's just very aware of everything that's going on in, well, not just this world, but galaxies as well. Hmm. Okay. So what's your first question? Uh, I guess just want to check in with him and see how he's doing and, um, you know, is he still uh, involved in the supervising the dogs and the rabbit down here? Okay. <laughs> He says, yes, he thinks you all, (laughs) you humans, have everything under control with those guys. Um, He says, too, that the animals don't need me so much up there. So he says, I've been busying myself with work on the other side, again, on the spiritual plane. Um, He does say your dogs, your little one, um, whoever's the smallest in size, he says is better behaved. Yep, mogul. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. could you have, could Mango tell us about what it's like on the other side? And I'd really like to get into that whole realm of what he can teach us and reveal to us. Okay. So let's break that down. Your first question, what is it like on the other side? Mango, please. He just says, he's like, it's beautiful colors. Everything is shiny, like crystalline. And he shows me the image of a bunch of multicolored gems that, you know, women would use for jewelry. He says it's like that. It's sparkly and it's clean on the other side. He says that every color has its own vibration. That, okay, Mm -hmm. beings on the other side can feel the vibrations of those colors. He said you might look at a rose red color gem, he said, but you won't see just the color. It's also like you'll feel the color red in your whole, Mm -hmm. he calls it in your whole beingness. He says Mm -hmm. it's beautiful to feel the warmth of that vibration. He says blue to him has more of a, a very clean, clear-cut sort of feel. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not cool or cold in any way, he says, on this side, like one would think on Earth. He says it's beautiful. There's a lot of decorations and a lot of aesthetic beauty on the other side created by multi-beings, multi, um, many, I should say, many different beings. He tells me that the creations on the other side, um, there's like no limitation. Creation can constantly be created. He's showing me things like houses. 
Okay, neighborhoods even. He says, we do congregate into groups on the other side, and I get the neighborhood. It's not like everybody lives in houses. It's, it's more the idea of getting me to say they congregate together in groups. He says, I have two main groups that I go back and forth to. He says, if you're looking for my wisdom, he says, most wisdom, he says, is, okay, it's twofold. It's gained twofold. One, by life experiences, even the really tough or rough aspects of a being's life, whether you be cat, human, or llama, in other words, any species. He says, and the rest is gained when you immediately come back from, okay, it's immediately after death. You immediately come back from a body. He says that's when great insights are, it's like the second round of great mm -hmm. insights or awarenesses of one's life. He says we learn here on the other side too. He says my wisdom, he says, is people need to stop beating themselves up. He's talking about self-judgment. Tell me more about mm -hmm. this. He says that's the biggest crippling factor. He says if you see people who are, he shows me like an image of a, a random older person hunched over, uh, and they've got like the, the hump on their back. He says that a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times that self-critical judgment and the inability to be flexible in one's mind with one's thoughts. He says and what that does is it changes the physical structure, he says, of the mm -hmm. human body. He says your inner world gets reflected into your outer world. He says it's not to place blame on such a person whose body shape is that. Some of you have tougher journeys than others. He says another piece of wisdom. Okay, he says, people, when you look in the eyes of a person, you don't see yourself, not yet. He says, till you reach a certain period of enlightenment or understanding. He says, it would help if you could pretend. Okay, it's kind of like the fake it till you make it phrase he's giving me. Pretend that when yeah. you look at a, a human, looks in the eyes of another human, that you saw a friend, even if you'd never spent a word exchanging with them. In other words, you've never talked to them. Mm -hmm. You've never well, even engaged with them in not just conversation, but even in a physical gesture of hi, hello, or anything of the sort. He says, imagine that you're surrounded by friends, and it will be so, even if they're acquaintances or even strangers you're passing by on the street. He says, we cats, when we incarnate, we have a different set of rules, house rules. Uh, what is a house rule? He says, well, it depends where we live. If we're feral, we have a different set of well, house rules compared to that of a domestic cat compared to that of a temple cat. What is a temple cat? Um, okay, a temple cat is like the hmm, the cats that have, they, they weren't feral, they weren't semi-feral, they weren't domestic, but they allowed human touch and they would, well, exist. Um, he shows me like an Amazon forest and there being a cat who had the ability to come and go. He says temple cats tend to hold the greatest wisdom because they're close to nature and close to people. He thinks a lot of the people living in such temples, because they're surrounded by nature, surrounded by wildness, he says, are also very wise. He says the wisest people on your planet, when he looks down upon the planet itself, are those who are immediately surrounded by nature and allow nature to be their friend. They don't fear nature. Many of you fear nature, he says. He loves the fact that you guys love bees, because these are an aspect of nature. Um, he's wanting um, to encourage you both to bring... If your dogs and cats aren't going to eat more house plants, it's kind of like he wants to encourage you to bring um, plants into the house to bring more nature inside. Okay. okay. We we have much more. There's going to be monkey swinging from it because that's <laughs> we have big plants, you know, or plants that grow big because I got a good green thumb. So yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, wanted to ask him: Is it still part of his uh, destiny or? 
or choice to join us again. It's been, what, Craig, a year? Oh, it's been two years because this is two-year anniversary of when um, Mango passed into the other place. Um, and he had told us that at three, because it was the day before Craig's birthday, and Craig's birthday is tomorrow. Um, he uh, said he would be back in three years, and we would recognize him because he would be small and noisy. Um, so I just want to check, because I, I, I look all the time for him. Mm-hmm, sure. So, Mango, where are you on that? So interested in coming back. He says he is. He says, you'll know me when you discover me. It's going to be almost accidental when you come upon me, like a surprise. I'll be like a surprise. I'll show up for you. Um, You may find him on the street, is what he tells me. This is the image he shows me. Tell me more about this. Um, You know, he says, nothing's set in stone. He says, but you may end up finding me as a a tiny kitten stray. He says, um, (laughs) he says it with a Cheshire cat smile. He's like, you'll have to wait and see. Could you ask him if he wouldn't mind winking at me when it is him? <laughs> yeah, how about that? Would you give her a wink as a sign that so she knows it's you? He thinks that's funny and amusing. He says, sure. <laughs> I think he's funny and amusing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Um, wow. This, like having access to heaven is pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> so do you... When he reincarnated, are there also what used to be human beings there as well? Or is it just, is it like all capsules? Is it a mix? Um, He says you've got everything and everything. Um, Variety. um, He shows me some, yeah, some were cats, some were dogs, some were insects. Uh, Okay. And yes. Like bees? Mm -hmm. Like what? Like bees? Uh, Like bees. Um, He says not quite. Not quite. He says what happens is we can pick whatever, kind of like whatever shape you want, he says, down on earth. He says, but when we come back to the spiritual realm, we we let go of those vessels, those bodies. He says, and then we just become ourselves. Balls of light, spheres of light. We're different varieties of colors. Um, The colors are dependent on mm, many factors. One of the factors being the soul origin uh, what, okay, so what's your definition, Mango, of soul origin? He says the place where we tended to congregate after our creation, after the universe divine created, okay, we tend to gravitate into groups of like or similar energies, uh, and we get to know each other, and sometimes we form friendships and decide to come down in pairs. Okay. And then beyond that, we make friends in lifetimes, and then we... Okay, so it's like they be, end up becoming friends with other soul groups after they generally make friends here down on the planet with beings that they okay. were not originally from their first group. I don't okay. even remember what your original question was, Jane. But that's, what... that's perfect. So um, I, I know in reading a lot of things like Michael Newton's work, uh, et cetera, that souls tend to, when they go back um, to their origin they sort of go back to some of the same people um, who are in fact the people that they incarnate with and everybody switches roles to help teach each other is it like that with is it really like that I mean it would be for everybody I would imagine not just capsules Um, Mango says yeah that's pretty much the general gist he says sometimes get shaken up a bit where beings get really excited to try 
he calls it like crazy stuff. What is an example of a crazy stuff? He says where they like want to try something almost outlandish. It's the idea of like a cat becoming a bird, but then wanting to cohabitate with bees. So um, very out of the ordinary circumstances. Okay. And I remember him telling us that he was a he was a bird. He was going to be a bird. He wanted to experience that fast kill, and he was also a mouse because he wanted to understand that. Um, experience the cat mouse thing, so, so I would imagine to build com- his ongoing compassion. Um, cool. Wow. All right. Does he still come visit us? Um, yes. It feels like he sits on. So, do you have something, a uh, bench or something that your TV sits on? He shows me like sitting on the edge of something that resembles that. Yeah, it's over by the. Uh, it's just you know a stand, um, okay. and yeah. I could see him there. <laughs> um, because, well, when you gather, gather into that room, he's got a good view of everybody. Yeah, he does, actually. Okay, good. Craig, do you have any questions for Mango or messages? All right, well, please tell him I, I am just sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for him to come back. Um, and thank you for all the wisdom that he shares with us in the teaching. Mm, he says you're welcome. <laughs> Very good. All right, who next? Um, let's see, maybe start with Cammy. Um, everybody just went for their well baby checks last week, and everybody seemed to be pretty good. Um, Cammy's heart and her lungs and everything is really cool. Uh, her anxiety, you know, it's much better than it was. There's still some work to be done there. Um, she's very, she seems very content. She's rolling in the snow. Um, and just as cute as a button, uh, she's just she prances like a a deer. Um, she's just so funny. She's just so funny. Um, so I guess I want to just check in with her overall. Is is there anything that she wants to tell us? Is there anything that we need to do? Is there anything that we do that displeases her? Something she'd like us to do more or less? That whole thing. Sure. She says that as she's coming into her maturity, in other words, continuing to age, increase in age. She's finding it easier to be in her own skin. She says, you've enriched my life as it is. I don't need anything more. Um, You know, Cammie's just uh, telling me that as she continues to age and get more comfy with herself, that she appreciates minimal change, um, change of routine, things of that sort. Now, it's always been that way, but it's like now she has, um, instead of her going, uh, being uncomfortable with the change, there's greater, it's moved from uncomfortableness for her to appreciation of the change mm-hmm. as long as it's slow, if and when you do have to, you know, move things around furniture-wise yep. or whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. As far as anything more they can do for you, she says, no, I'm quite content. Is there anything they're doing that displeases you? She says, no. She's content with her diet, her lay-down spot. She thinks the little ones, little dogs, as far as the group of them goes, she says, are just much quieter. They're less chatty. Um, now, she's also, so this must be Mogul. She's mentioning the littlest one as well. What about yeah. Mogul? It's like she's less snappy, is what Cammy says. Yeah. Well, since she got her thyroid fixed, she is less snappy. Oh. She was, she was losing hair. Um, she was not eating well. She was fatigued, and she was very irritable. Um, so it was really kind of interesting. I've never, I know with people, they don't necessarily get irritable. They get depressed with thyroid. But, uh, yeah, she's, her thyroid is perfect now, and she's just a, a different dog. 
Oh, wonderful. Good. Well, Cami says, I'm even keel. I'm doing great. Um, she feels mm-hmm. her health, yes, indeed, is in agreement with the, what the vet looked at. Um, uh-huh. She tolerated the vet looking at her. It's funny. It's like she didn't want to, she tells mm-hmm. me, I didn't want to look the vet in the eyes. I wanted to yeah, keep my eyes, did. like, yeah. I don't know, away from the vet is what she showed me, like uh, not being assertive in doing any eye stare or eye contact. And I'm going to tell her yeah. that's fine. She says life is fine. She has no requests. Okay. She does. Um, one thing we do need to do is get a dental done because she's got some um, gingivitis. So the vet said definitely, you know, that would be important to do. Um, so I just want to let her know we will be doing that because we want her to be able to have a comfortable mouth and be able to eat. Um, okay. It seemed like a high priority. She says, when are we doing this, spring? Um, well, I'd say next few weeks. Next few weeks. Okay, next few weeks. She says, just tell me when you're doing it. Will I come home the same day, she asks? Absolutely, and Craig will stay with her. She says, that's fine. I guess I can get it done. I can handle it. Okay, she can. She's a strong girl. (laughs) The strongest girl I know. Okay. Um, Yeah, she's pretty quiet. (laughs) She's amazing. She's amazing. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm sorry. I guess Mit- Mitzi next. Um, Mitzi, and I, I usually, I've been taking the two wiener dogs to work with me. And okay. they, uh, Mogul is a little skittish, and she has been since we lived in Denver for whatever reason. Um, so she won't sit on anybody's lap but her mama's. But anyway, so Mitzi used to always sit on everybody's laps, and she really liked to go to work, and she's told us in these sessions that she really likes it. Um, But in the last three or four trips down the hill, uh, heading to Aurora, heading to um, northwest Denver, she's had panic attacks, full-blown panic attacks. And I had a friend that I gave a ride home to um, the last time I had her in the car, and she said, you know, it's when the car is moving that she has the that she gets really shaky, but when it stops, she doesn't. And she shakes, she pants, she's agitated, and it's just so hard to watch. And so I leave her home now. Um, I tried Bach flower essence. I practically poured the bottle down her throat. We got another thing from the vet that was herbal that we tried, and she didn't even get sleepy from either one. Um, and so I don't. You know, I want to honor her wishes. I would love to have her with me, but if she doesn't really want to calm her, it's not comfortable for some reason, then that's what I'll do. But I want to see if there's if there's anything I'm not doing I should be doing. Okay, sure. Missy, what's going on with these panic attacks in the car? She's afraid there's going to be a collision. When I ask her, where did this thought come from? Did not come from you, Jane. Uh, feels like it came from somebody outside. She caught somebody's thought, a human. Um, she's showing me like a near miss between two other cars. I don't get involved, you guys, at all. Um, it doesn't even feel like it was hmm, like you guys were involved or had to go around it. it. It was close, but not like you drove by it or anything. I ask her, so do, what do we need to do here? Do you want to keep going with her to work? Um, she says, I can go to work, 
but she says, I'm, not, I'm quite content staying home too. She wishes you had half days instead of full day work. Um, yeah, I'd yeah. Like okay. to go on half days is her preference. Okay. Can she help you somehow feel more secure in the car? She says, well, explain it to me. What happened? Um, so based on what you're showing me, Mitzi, I'm getting that there was, sure, yeah, an accident. But, you know, what? I want to tell you accidents happen commonplace every now and then here on planet Earth with cars and other cars. But, see, it feels like my total senses, and correct me, Jane, if, if I'm wrong here, but you guys were not involved. And so it was the experience of others that were having an experience. For whatever reason. You know, now, Danielle, the, um, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Um, I, one morning that I was going to take her to work, it was it had snowed and it was really, really icy. And I was supposed to, my snow tires were supposed to be on. I took it in for the snow tire change and tune-up and oil change. They were in, you know, the tires were in bags. Craig unloaded them after I got home. And it turned out that they forgot to put my new, my snow tires on, which are studded. And so I, that day, for whatever reason, I decided to leave Mitzi at home. I think because it was just too much, too much stuff going on. And uh, I slid down the hill and I landed uh, safely, but I was like almost in a ditch. I mean, I just went right off the road. And part of it was that my tires needed to be replaced, and I go to the same tire place all the time. So I'm not sure why I, I didn't know that it was right on the line. So I had to be towed back out, and then you know, drive back up. Well, I didn't drive back up till my got new tires on. I almost wonder if she picks up on that experience that I had because it, I remember landing and going, thank God I don't have Mitzi with me because she would have been okay. It wasn't like some traumatic thing, but it was scary and I just, I could either go straight down this ravine or I could go sideways and possibly roll. So I went for the straight down. I'm wondering... That that kind of was just before this stuff happened, and I'm wondering if she picked up on my thoughts yeah. and the fact that I was so happy she wasn't with me. So, Misty, how about that? Did you pick up some on that regarding what Jane's experience was? Um, she says, I got it from someone outside of me. She says that thought, you get, did you get it from Jane? Jane was shooken up. Um, you know, she's not confirming that she got it from you when I asked the okay. universe. Um, I'm getting that there was mm, some indeed tie and some awareness on her end. It must have been the story you told afterwards, actually. So uh, I don't know if you talked about it in the house, but it's like she was aware of something up regarding a car accident, and then it got solid once she heard your story. But you spoke it okay. in words. You must have been home by that point, maybe talking with Craig about it or something of the sort afterwards. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. So it, it got kind of solid. Yeah, could you tell her that um, I was fine, the car is fine, and I was very glad that she stayed home that day just because um, I love her so much and I wouldn't want her to be at all scared. And I, I really don't want her to be scared about going in the car. We've got great tires on. Uh, the car is very safe, and Mommy's a good snow driver, um, and that I would love to have her, um, but I will do whatever she needs or wants. Okay. She says the right tires are on now? <laughs> Absolutely. My studded tires are on. Absolutely. They are. Uh, so um, she hears what you're saying. Let me just add this piece. So, Mitzi, it was kind of an error or a small accident on the 
car dealership's part that they overlooked putting the star or the studded tires on that day. But see, that situation's been remedied. It's been fixed. All is well. All's returned back to the safety of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, she's nodding her head. She says she understands. I don't have to be scared anymore, she says. Miller, no, nope. Everything's back the way it needs to be. Do you want to go or not with your person? Half days are still my preference. How about on full day opportunities? Nah, she's not really interested. She gets, she gets, um, you know, they're so funny, but especially her, because for a while there I just took her. She around three o'clock. She's like, "Are we ready to go yet? Come on, come on, come on, come on!" And she'll like walk over to the door. She's very funny. So I don't doubt just from the pre-accident uh, mentality that it, it is a long day because it's like from 9 to 5, back to back. Um, you know, while she gets a lot of love and she gets to go outside, it is work. So I will tell her I would love to have her with me for a half day and I will find a way to have some. She thinks that great and thanks you for listening. That <laughs> also um, with her said that her patellas are a little bit loose. I don't know what the exact clinical word would be, so much for a nurse. Um, but I just want to check in on her knees if she has any pain or discomfort. We do have her on a herbal supplement for arthritis. Uh, it's not as, as uh, cranked up as Glycoflex. It's a Mobility Plus herbal supplement. Um, the vet gave me some uh, Remedil in case we needed it, but I've not seen any signs of pain. She seems to be okay, but I just want to check on her knees. She says they're fine. She says, don't you notice how I prance and trot along, how I move so quickly these days? So that hasn't changed, even though she's aging. Um, She tells me there's no pain. She does feel looseness, especially more in one than the other. It's like the right one, I want to say, has more of a a movement to the patella, which is the kneecap, more so than the other. And that's exactly what the vet said, honey. (laughs) Okay, but it's not causing pain, no. Okay, good. And will she let us know if it is so we can alleviate um, that? She would. If if it was really painful, she would, if you go to touch her in that area, she would, like, snap, air snap like an alligator, but not land on your hand. <laughs> um, she's also explaining that, you know, the only thing she says I'm aware of is I sometimes give my left, okay, left hind leg a rest, and she'll sit kind of, drunk-like with when she's sitting down. Instead of sitting square on both legs, yes, she'll sit yes. kind of more on one, I feel more on the right leg or right hip, and then kind of stick okay. the other left one out a little bit more. Um, but it's not because of pain. It's just easier, yeah. more comfortable for the way her body's designed to sit like that. Okay. Well, she was also uh, about probably one and a half pounds over her ideal weight. So yeah. I want to let her know, too, that we love her and we want her to be very healthy and we will be Pulling back a little bit on the food, but um, okay. we just want her to be healthy, and especially with the knees. We don't want to put any extra weight on those. And her back, of course, being a wiener dog. She understands. She thinks she's still going to get plenty of treats, though. She thinks there's tons of treats in her world. So cutting back on the food, she's, she's like shrugging, like that's not a big deal to me. It's okay. She's right. She's right. So good. Okay. Well, loving kisses to our girl. She's amazing. Right. And then Miss Mogul. Um, Mogul is doing overall very well. Uh, she just had some labs done, and I have to talk to the vet. Uh, just a few little abnormalities, nothing really to write home about. Um, okay. Interestingly enough, her 
um, Mitzi has to have her teeth done as well because her teeth um, definitely need it. So the two of them, Mitzi and Cammy, will probably be going up to every creature counts unless we figure out that it would be um, that we could afford it locally because it just it gets gotten so expensive. Um, and every creature counts does a great job, and even though it's a bit of a day trip, it's still worth it. So Mogul's teeth are okay, which is shocking because she used to be in every six month cleaning, uh, and we're using that seaweed stuff. So that's cool. Uh, her thyroid test I haven't gotten back, but but everything looks like it's fine. You know the big stuff. Is there anything that she, uh, does she mind? Does she like to come to work with me? I guess is the first question. Um. She does. She says it's nice. She kind of keeps to herself. I see her yeah. sleeping quite a bit. Um, and, you know, she yeah. says that she does energetic work, but it's easiest for her to do that when she's asleep. Um, she says the energy can get pretty intense sometimes. These would be topics that are brought up uh, in conversation, and she says she'd rather just, it's like, turn her back and sleep through it. Um, not because yeah. the content is difficult for me. It's just how she processes um, don't expect me to be boisterous or be everybody's best friend. Uh, she mm-hmm. says, I'm content going. Do you want to go as often as you've been going? Is the frequency working for you? She says, we don't have to change anything, Mom. The frequency is fine. Yeah. And I ignore my sister when I'm there. I'm a good girl. <laughs> yeah, because Mitzi will, Mitzi will start barking. You know, she'll, she'll be fine, and then all of a sudden, you know, I think it's, dark colors and tall people, of which there are many, uh, they come up to her and stand over her. And Mogul's just like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. So, uh, yeah, and, and Mogul, that's what I wanted to ask her. When we first got her, we got her. she's the only one we got as a puppy. She's a wedding present. And uh, she was much friendlier to strangers when we lived up in Breckenridge. And it seems like since we lived in Five Points and then up here, She's much more standoffish uh, with people, almost skittish. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's very rare that anybody will win her heart over and let her let, let them pick her up. Um, and I just wondered what that was about, just so I could understand that I certainly honor it, but I just didn't understand because it wasn't always that way. You know, she hasn't um, had any problems that I'm aware of. When you went from Breckenridge to the very first place you moved to, what she's showing me is she got she adopted the idea that she had to be quiet. I'm not sure where she's getting this from, but it's like she she's like, oh, I have to be quiet, and so she changed her demeanor in interactions with people to be quiet, to reflect being quiet as well. Where did this idea come came from? She just feels it came with the environment naturally. Um, it was more appropriate, she says, to be more loyal as a house dog to be more sticking to family versus to everybody and anyone, and to be quiet, to be a quieter dog. So she's she toned down, I feel, her even okay. her behavior, not just her behavior towards other people, but her behavior in general. In general. Okay. Well, that makes sense because um, we were living in a, um, a row house, and we were in the middle, um, so we had neighbors on either side, and we're in the city. We're down in... Uh, you know, Curtis Park, uh, Five Points area. So that makes sense. That makes sense. There's a lot of people making noise. You could give her permission, Jane, if you wanted, now that you're in a different space, that if you want her to return to the way she was before, if that suits her, give her that permission. That's going to be more meaningful if you guys say it than if I say it. Okay. Okay. 
What else? She, you know, it's so funny at work. Everybody is heartbroken when they can't win her over that day. They're like, you know, I had one guy in charge of the treats one day because then she'd have more interaction with him. And he and they all count the day as a great day because Mogul, you know, she let her pet them. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's like this contest that, you know, they just love her. They just love her. She's so cute. You know, and, and the clients all laugh because these are all like gangsters and, you know, it's the Crips and the Bloods and the, you know, murderers and stuff. And they all just, oh, they just think she's so cute. And um, and she, yeah, so she it's really is. cute. She, she says, my beauty in of itself softens the atmosphere. So I do contribute oh, yeah. that way. But the beauty yeah. doesn't have to be touched. Yeah. <laughs> she's an untouchable. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Craig, anything on Mogul? Yeah, the, the one thing at Mogul's appointment the vet mentioned to me was a low blood protein. And I was wondering if she's just, if she feels all right or if she notices anything in relation. I don't to even that. know what he means by that. Either. We're not sure what he means by yeah. that either. But. Okay. Um, Mogul, how about that? She tells <laughs> me she feels good. Now, she does tell me that she has an f- increased frequency Oh, this isn't brand new, though. It's been going on for a while. Of wanting to take more frequent naps, cat naps, as she calls it, um, rest time, and it's not because she's in pain nor discomfort. Um, there's just this feeling of, oh, my body just wants to rest more. Is yeah. this related to this low protein? She shrugs. She's not sure if it is or isn't, but that's, she says, what she's noticed on her end. But, you know, she's like, I feel totally fine taking extra cat naps. doesn't bother me. Yeah, she can fall asleep anywhere. She's like a man. I mean, she's just so cute. She'll just curl up. I always bring her little nest into work, and um, and she just gets under the blanket and just... Yeah, he didn't feel like it was anything serious. It was just, it did show up in her labs. So. Okay. Well, she tells me we'll she's find out what that something means. normal at home. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's just a little doll baby. She's she's just so cute. She just uh, doesn't look like a real dog. She's so like cute. Um, and then Cole, the uh, so Cole is you know he still wants the ball. He's like Mr. Happy. But we've had two experiences now, Danielle, with him where he we weren't here, but he supposedly bit our contractor, who is this old Italian guy who who's you know feels okay about dogs. He's not the biggest dog lover, but he tolerates him. And I, you know, then we had uh, when we were in Mexico, we had our pet sitter Sarah, who's a vet tech and just the sweetest person. And she was playing with them. And then the uh, contractor, this other guy, came. And he's pulling down our deck and going to put a new one up. We thought great time to do it when we're not here. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't know or think about not having Cole running around, and Cole bit him. And I was like, holy shit. Um, I know he's being very protective, but I... We we need to make an intervention here because that's not cool. And he I, growled at the vet. Oh, and he growled at the female vet who was very kind. She had on some dark colors, but um, she's very kind. Got down on the floor with him. I had to have his head facing me, and she was, you know, because she had to do she had, they had to do a blood draw and they had to do a shot or something. I forget what he was due for. But I was like, what the hell is that about? But when we were in uh, South Street, if I came home late. 
he'd be laying on the bed with Craig and he'd growl at me like he didn't even know who the hell I was. So I don't know what, I mean, I think it's about defending us, protecting us, but it's not appreciated. Gotcha. So with the contract, um, just a quick understanding on his end, you guys weren't home. He felt like, well, I got to protect the property. Um, with the pet sitter, it feels like he understood that she was, you know, obviously the surrogate caregiver, so he had no issues with her. With the veterinarian female, what was that about? He says he felt very uncomfortable. He didn't want his skin pricked, um, so he was just a little on edge. That would be, um, so basically it was his own anxiety, tension, yeah. and I, I just see him holding very still and becoming very rigid in his body. That, and yeah. that may not have looked like fear in a dog. It feels more like he's on the on edge um, versus British. But it didn't look like fear now that you mention it. Um, That's what it looked like. It was like, get out of my space, woman. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was expressing his feelings of, I'm very uncomfortable, I'm on edge, I'm being a porcupine now. In other words, he's energetically trying to make himself look bigger so that she would hopefully go away. But she didn't go away, and she stayed in my face. It's like she kept putting her face too close to his, in his uh, not really, because I didn't let his little damn face near her because I was afraid, knowing his history of biting two men. I had him by me, and I felt relatively safe that he wasn't going to bite me. But it was like uh, it was it was it was a little touch and go. I mean, I was concerned. She was down the other end, and she moved away. And I mean, she she has the right instincts. She's pretty cool. But I was like, you know, I thought, wow. That's yeah. it's so I guess you know does there's a male vet there that Craig you know usually Craig is the caregiver he takes everybody but he's working Monday to Friday and they're not open I don't think so I took him and uh, you know I kind of wonder about that female I mean he bites men but like what what's what would be best what does he feel most comfortable with really because we'll work around what he is most most comfortable with he doesn't have to change we'll yeah. change. Um, sure. So regarding the vet, who or what, what situation makes you most comfy? Well, not going at all is his answer. But so when you do have to go, though, what what can they know here about this? He says, let's get in and out, have them not probe underneath my tail, not look at my butt. In other words, the lifting of the tail to see his yeah. dent makes him feel very vulnerable, uncomfortable, yeah. on edge. It's a very unnatural that thing. Don't make thing. any man feel that way. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't like that like at bath time when I'm messing around his rear. He doesn't even like that. So. Yeah, and and you're his, you're his bitch, so <laughs> he's so funny. He just, oh, he's just a mess. He's just like uh, so attached to Craig. It's really cute to, to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So would it be helpful for him if I gave him something for anxiety, one of these herbal products? Uh, you know, Bach flower or these, uh, I think it's called Comfort. It's a veterinarian blend uh, for dogs that have separation anxiety, etc. Give that, I mean, because it, it's the truth is, I mean, his teeth are fine. We didn't do that. But he is going to have to go back once a year, and, and there are going to be people working here. I realize that I will not ever have anybody here when I'm not here. You know, we've created him since, and unfortunately I didn't get that point across to Sarah that it would be a good idea to not have that interaction because it's like you can't think of anything, everything. But I, she knows that. And she's our pretty consistent house sitter. Um, um, is there anything I can do herbally? 
Yeah, let me ask him, sir, are you open to that? He says, sure, he's open to whatever you want to try. I don't get a preference of one thing over another. Um, yeah. It's really, the whole vet experience at this at this point for him is just uncomfortable. There's also a feeling yeah. in Cole where um, this may be a personality shift where it feels like he's kind of getting set in his ways, like Mogul is what I'm hearing, yeah. kind of set in, in his ways of how he is, who he is. Um, instead of being the happy-go-lucky, everybody-loves-me kind of guy, which is, you know, very much what I felt, uh, well, way back when. And it just feels like now he's getting a little bit more, oh, this is my personality, I'm going to be this way. So he may not shift or change too much out of this. So just being proactive is what it feels okay. like it's important to tell you guys. You know, keep him, you know, from creating any errors or mistakes. And it feels like he's okay with being created. He likes his crate, so that's fine. Okay, so he's he's turning into a curmudgeon. So okay, um, we can deal. I wouldn't with that. label him that at all, because you yeah. could create worse things by yeah, saying that's that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, it's more that he's just you know his, his personality is has shifted since I think Maturing. the first times I spoke okay. with him. But that doesn't mean that it's not malleable enough to shift in a different way. Um, yeah. I would kind of hold space for him that he's going to relax more. Yeah. It would be nice if he relaxed, relaxed more, Cammie says, like me. As she's relaxing in her skin, he can be happy dog, but she would encourage him to relax more around others. Also, Cammie's um, giving her two cents here. She says, you need to tell him it's not his place to protect. Um, she's mm -hmm. referring with the house and the men. Um, yeah. Cole has gotten the idea, she says, that when you're not around, well, also when you are around, that if there's strangers on the property, he needs to oh, yeah. tell them off. Yeah. Um, she tells yeah. It doesn't she, matter if it's an animal or you know if it's a deer or an elk or he didn't do. Nobody did squat when the bear showed up, but that's a whole different story. I don't resent. But um, yeah, if I mean if there's any animals around or if mm -hmm. somebody even drives past, he goes batshit. Not super batshit, uh, but somewhat. Ask okay. him to relax when it's not necessary to go to the high levels of intense. Uh, communication that he does yeah. bark wise with the animals outside because he's okay. getting uh, really worked up and he's mm -hmm. creating this pattern within himself that feels like it's translating over to humans now too. Okay. Yeah, and Craig is really good about telling him, relax, relax. <laughs> yeah. We got, at the vet we found a ball. She found a ball, so we put the ball in his mouth. I figure he can't bite and have a ball in his mouth, so. That was pretty right. cool. Um, but, yeah, I took all four dogs because everybody needed it, and it's, you know, it's sort of a easier to and, – and it's right near the house. So uh, perhaps in the future maybe not have everybody with me take him separately so that it, it, it truly is in and out. So, okay. With um, going separate? He says that's fine. Yeah, so it is in and out. You're right, quicker. Less time yeah. spent in the place. Mm -hmm. Well, and I only took them in two at a time, like Noah's Ark, but still it meant that he was outside waiting and he probably knew where he was. So, yeah. okay. Um, is there anything you'd like us to do more of besides the ball or do less of? Um, he would like a piece of ham. Um, oh, okay. okay. So, yeah, that's not good for dogs, is it? <laughs> I don't know if it's good for dogs, but... <laughs> Um, and not him, like, 
bologna or um, not that kind of, you put on a sandwich, a real slab of cooked ham is what he's showing me when I ask why this. He says, because I like to taste different flavors, including bacon flavor. Bacon. But right. ham's not good for dogs. Could he, I mean, would that be okay to give him something? Uh, I, I don't know. You'd have to research <laughs> that. I, I don't give it to my dog. Ham's work wasn't so good. Because I'll make a split pea soup and put ham in it. That's funny. He's a mess. Um, how about Timmy the rabbit, the adorable rabbit, who is in, so in love with my husband that he wants to incorporate himself in my husband's space. <laughs> All right, so sure. Cute. Thank you, Colin. He, he got his house, Danielle, that last time we talked, he wanted his own clubhouse. Okay. That's day he got a clubhouse. He loves it. I got a banker's box, and I emptied, I mean, I made a hole on both sides to get in and out, and I put in rough paper, the best I could find, so he could tear it up, and he is like a pig in shit. He's so happy. <laughs> nice. Um, he tells me life is good for me. He says I get everybody's attention. You all come in and look at in on me. He shows me little, you know, your head's peeking in, doing a visual check on him. He says I'm content. He's asking for more sunlight. Um, now the roof in feels like it has some sunlight in it, but you know he'd love to. He finds it interesting, or would find it. He hasn't does done this much. He wants to look through a glass window from inside the home, kind of like a sliding okay. glass, something where it's low yeah. and he can actually look outside. His vision um, far beyond five feet is really poor, um, so okay. it's not like he's going to see distance very well, but it's the draw of nature that he knows is out there, and he's interested in seeing okay. whatever he can see through a window. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. He's up in the loft, and all the windows are much higher than him, and he's got, a, he's got a skylight in the bathroom. But, yeah, that makes sense. We can do that. Okay, good. Um, we still haven't hung vegetables from the ceiling, which is what he wanted, but we haven't figured out the logistics of that yet. But he got everything else he wanted. Okay, okay. Um, anything else, Timmy? He says, I feel great. I come when called. I'm like a little dog. I know my name. I respond to verbal commands. Uh, verbal commands. This is just, you know, people talking, you guys talking with him. He's very yeah. responsive. Okay. He says, I'm a happy what, guy. What's his, what is his relationship with each of us? I mean, not that we can't figure that out, but I want to hear it from him. Um, sure. All right. So, Timmy, what's your relationship? He's looking down from the loft on us right now, may I say. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So, if we start with you, Jane, what's your... He sees you as the feeder, the one who laughs at him in a good way. Um, he sees that you have a very gentle soul, a very gentle heart, a loving heart, compassionate. So he sees you very much as the one who loves. That's kind of like his internal label. She's the one who loves. <laughs> um, so our relationship, he says, is very friendly, but it's not direct. He has a direct yeah. relationship. It feels much more like with you, Craig, because you're boys, because you're men. He has this, um, he shows me doing a pinky swear with you. It's like we're guys. Um, okay, tell me yeah, more about He throws me my feet every night. <laughs> okay. With these wool socks, and he just, he goes crazy. He goes batshit. Craig will sit up there writing his books, and the rabbit will attack his feet. He tries to pull his pants, his, you know, pajama pants down. It's like, he, he's so funny. He's crazy. Well, he's doing it for attention. He does it because it makes you stop mm. your work, Craig, and, and, well, give him some time, FaceTime, as he calls it. 
Uh, now, he can entertain himself, and there are times he does, so he's not always after you in order to yeah. amuse him. But, you know, he, he would love it if you'd get down on the floor, on your belly, uh, laying out totally flat. He will try not to <laughs> try not to um, nibble too closely on your arm hair, as he tells me. He'll try to be respectful with his teeth. But it's like he really wants to get very face-to-face up close with you um, while you're laying in that silly position on the ground. He thinks this would just be over the moon for him and make him super, super happy. Yeah, he actually does it a bit. I mean, I'll lay up there and read sometimes, and he'll come up and either get on the book or right up next to me. Yeah. Nice. Um, he, he does pretty things, too. Yeah, he, he'll, like, try and take stuff and turn it upside down. I mean, he's very much into getting attention. He knows how to do it. He's hilarious when he does it. And you can't help but laugh, and you realize he's trying to get your attention. Even though he's got it, he's really trying to, he's hamming it up. He's so funny. He's almost Lauren as funny as a cat. You would like more with bells in a ball. Yes. Um, bell in a ball. Anything to make noise. Um, when yeah, you were mentioning the things upside down, Jane, he's like, I want toys that I can move and make bells, um, noise bells out of the. His entire floor is full of toys. But I'll get him some more bells. Yeah, <laughs> we did that toilet. Um, Toilet paper roll with bells on it, and he's got, oh, he's just got a bunch of, yeah, because he's very bright. He's a very bright boy, and he needs to be entertained. He's the cutest rabbit I've ever seen in my life. I'm just so, I'm in love with him so badly. Um, It's safe to do so. Um, He's showing me images of um, black and white newsprint paper, newspaper um, placed down in a pile of, like, four, so you're layering it. For what purpose? So he can, well, bounce on it. So he can basically move on top of it and start to peel some of the edges. It's just a different texture and feel for him. He would lay out on it, too, he shows me, then say, you know, a rug or, you know, the floor in your home. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Well, we've got some. We actually bought the paper recently. Okay. Anything yeah. else? Just want to tell him I love him so much. He's just the, oh, he's the sweetest little boy. He's so sweet. Oh, he's just... He's given you his orders, in other words, his requests. <laughs> so he's happy now. He's been heard. Well, thank God right. for that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and then maybe, uh, let's see, the bees? Yeah, he's hit the bees. We hear everybody? Okay. So just yeah. want to check in with the bees um, within our time limit here. Um, uh, you know, it's been so cold. I've put blankets on. I've tried to feed them some sugar water when it's warmer. Uh, there's a lot of dead bees outside. That's normal, I understand. You know, because some of them will suicide in order to save the, you know, the older ones. They'll go out and just throw themselves out. Um, okay. And I just want to check because I don't know if I'm making it too warm, too cold. And I know they're fine, and they've been fine for millions of years. But these are my girls. I want to also check if they're all still alive because, you know, you can't, you don't see a lot of activity in the winter. Yeah. All right, very good. So let's see. Um, we've got let's see, 10 minutes left, so if we do two minutes per bee, we will be good. Yeah, so perfect. So Queen Erin is drawing me in first, so how are you doing? She's very, very sleepy. Um, she gives me the impression she's still in the physical. She's very slow-moving, lethargic. Are you too warm or too cold? She says she's just right. Um, now it feels like she's got some very few um, slow-moving workers around her, so there are some, there is some still activity going around her body as far as caretaking goes. 
Um, she thinks it's going to be another three weeks before she starts getting really animated and more moving back into, you know, everyday activities. Sure. The overall health of your hive, Queen Erin, she says adequate as far as she's aware. And because she's so, such in sleepy, sleepy land, she tells me that yeah. she's um, not been keeping tabs. She just kind of lets the hive at this point run by itself. But she thinks that it's kind of quite a bit more vacant than it was Okay, then it well, well, compared to when? Two weeks ago, she had higher numbers. There's been a bit of a die-off, she says. Um, she doesn't feel it's related to disease. Disease didn't wipe them out. Uh, oh, end of lifespan. Apparently, okay. they go through cycles, her workers do. She mm-hmm. says where they're born, and then they have a certain lifespan, they die, and then, you know, new batches. But see, some yeah. of the batches... Oh, how do I describe this? Overlap, and some live, and some die. But it's based on they group A batch A of babies who became workers um, have come to the max of their lifespan. Yeah. So there was a yeah. die off from a group. Yep. Yeah, and they, you know, what's interesting? She's impregnated. They are impregnated with every baby they're ever going to lay, and that's why they feel fat and you know lazy. I mean, they're carrying around every every egg they're going to ever have and all the sperm. And so, um, you know, they, the older ones will suicide in the fall and they kick the boys out because they're useless. And so the, the worker bees live up to six months for in the summer, it's more like six to eight weeks. It's like the most fascinating thing. But I'm just mostly interested in my queens because we can, you know, and I love my other bees, but it is the, the way it is. It's, you know, she lives two to three years, so good. Okay. So I'm going to thank her. So Queen Elizabeth, please. <clears throat> She's much more active. Um, her hive is much more active. She says her okay. hive is not being affected by the wind. Maybe it's a better position somehow than Queen Erin's hive. Um, but she gives me the impression that her hive has, is quite a bit significantly warmer. Is it too warm? She thinks it's just right. Everybody oh, is happy. She's got quite a number of workers in there. They're getting ready for the first crop of flowers that feels like she thinks is also about three weeks from now. So it'll be, I, I think we're still in winter, but she seems to think three weeks from now she'll be accessing food from the outside. All right. She tells me that her health is good. She's very strong. She also believes she's alive. You know, I always laugh at that because, you know, yes, are you alive? And they're like, I always am. But, you know, are you alive with your body, not just alive yeah. in spirit? Um, yeah, yeah. Her body is indeed feeling very heavy to her, so that sensation in and of itself would suggest to me that she's still in body. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, let me ask Queen Anne. Uh, much more tired. Very, very sleepy like Queen Erin. So how are you doing health-wise? She says, Good. Um, she's really not too aware of what's going on with her hive because she is very, very deep in sleep. Um, okay. She suspects that everything's going well, but it's almost like she's not certain. Um, yeah. You know, she, I don't know if her hive was covered with more snow than the rest, but she shows me that there's, she feels warm in her body, but she can feel and sense the coldness outside the okay. hive. Um, okay. Does your hive need to be kept warmer, do you think? She's nodding, yeah. She does feel it, you know. Okay. Um, I don't know if you can block the wind more or something, she asks. Uh, yeah. There's a draft that comes in through one side of the, okay, 
So there's, I, I see your picture once you sent me. So there's overhang, kind of like a roof, and then you've got the, okay. the square box below. So one of those overhangs has a leak, an air leak. It's too okay. big of a space. Now, she shows me the image of, like, you putting caulking in there when I uh, – so it's not literally the idea of feeling or yeah. doing something okay. to get rid of the air. Yeah. I'll get her. Right. I'll get her. Yeah. All right. So thank you. Tell her it's no problem. I will take care of that probably tonight. She says you'll see it. You'll see the crack. Okay. All right. So Queen Kate, please. Uh, also very sleepy. Okay. How are you doing? She says fine. She's very happy. She's fat and happy, has had plenty of food. <laughs> it surrounds her. Food does. All right. Food. How's your hive? She thinks they're plumbing along, um, um, plumbing along, uh, normal, normal, consistent workload. Everybody is slow motion. Everybody's yeah. content. feels like her hive is healthy, but it's very, um, it's because of the cold and the season. It's kind of in a slow-moving dormancy. Sure. Okay. That'd be normal. You think you are in body? I think I am, she says, <laughs> from a very sleepy, sleepy <laughs> point. <laughs> um. All right. Good. So thank you, Queen Kate and Queen Mary. Hmm. Okay. She says, I am here and ready, ready, willing to talk. How are you doing yourself? Uh, okay. So for her, she's feeling a draft in the chamber of wherever, you know, inside her little hive. Okay. Um, are you in body? She thinks she is, but there's also a feeling of offness with her. Mm, what's off with your body? I'm hungry, she says. Uh-huh. Um, are your workers hungry? Don't know so much about them. The ones around me that are bustling around and feeding me, she says, they feel well fed. Um, She actually feels a bit weaker than the workers who are caring for her, even though they're still in slow motion, too. When I ask, so are you well? Are you healthy? She says, not quite as so as I was in summer. Well, Um, that was the hive that was attacked by the bear. Oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you want to ask her? Um... What can I do? What what can I do? Did I love her? And um, you know, we are we're making we're making plans even as we speak to reinforce uh, safety measures for her, for them all. Um, and that I just need to know what she wants because on that hive, Danielle, usually you just leave two boxes. Uh, I left the third one on because. I did not want to, well, first of all, the bees were pretty pissed. They thought I was the bear. So that's the, that's the little gang that stung the crap out of me, which was fine. They were, doing, they were being bees. Um, and so I left the third box on because I had to take, there was about two or three um, that I had to take out of there, two or three of the you know, frames, because the bear had beaten the crap out of them. So that's the, the hive that I'm most concerned about um, from trauma and also, you know, eating. and Because I have put sugar water out when it's been warmer, and they didn't drink a whole lot. I really reinforced it with honey, and that's the hive that I just am most concerned about. can't say I'm worried because I don't use that word, but I'm concerned about their health. The workers, when I branch out and, and go beyond Queen Mary and since, uh, you know, the animals, the bees in the hive, it feels like the ones that are there worker-wise are very healthy. 
Um, it does feel like their numbers are 50% of what they were at the peak of summer. Which um, makes sense. That's the way it is. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's good. They really do the uh, number of people eating the honey. It's it's so amazing. You know, it's all about the survival of the hive and uh, the colony. It's just good. great, great education for humans. Good. You know, when I tune into one of the stronger um, leaders or worker bees of her hive, I'm being told when I ask the condition of the the hive mates and the hive itself, she says we're doing fine here, Mom who she's referring to as Queen Mary, is sick. Yeah. Okay, is so sick. this worker bee feels that the queen is ill. Um, mm-hmm. She feels that the queen is weak, but she's not so ill that she's going, she's so fragile she's going to, you know, keel over anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hoping to see her through summer, and then we can give her what she needs. There's some sort of flower that the worker says will actually help the queen to recuperate, but obviously okay. they can't get to the flower at this point. It's not growing yet. Right, and she was uh, she had a much longer abdomen. She was sort of my little um, special needs queen from the beginning, uh, and you know she's yeah. And then she gets whacked by the bear twice, so that's why I think that's the hive of greatest concern. I you know I want them to do well for themselves, and if you know it's all about them. So yeah, so you know it also helps me because then I need to know. I'm going to be adding three more hives, and I've got a friend coming up who's going to help me decide whether I need to split the hives so they don't swarm. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's that's good to know. And uh, you know, if you can just reassure the sounds like the union leader that uh, they've they've got a human for whatever that's worth that's looking out for them, and we'll make sure that everything works out well, and we'll do that. We'll also support. Queen Mary in whatever way we need to. Good. And her, the worker's request is that you plant the orange flowers closer to the hive this year. That's the sunflowers I brought to them. Okay. The side of the yeah. thing like, do you have any orange tiger lilies that grow wild near you? She's giving me that image, too, of orange flowers. No. I mean, the last time that they thanked me, the queen thanked me for bringing flowers the orange flowers specifically. It was because I had gone by the side of the road and I pulled all these wild, you know, sunflowers. And then I've also gotten all the seeds and I've been uh, drying them out so that I can plant them all over the place by the girls. Okay, okay. So yeah, that's okay. what it was. You know, tiger lilies, I don't know how much pollen they would have, but the sunflowers are like the, that's the cat's meow. It feels like, yeah, the sunflowers will definitely help. Um, something about the orange. The orange flowers, uh, according to this worker, are healing medicinal flowers for her queen. Well, there's California poppies that I've got, too, that are orange. Okay. So, yeah, because you can't really grow lilies up here very well. But I'll buy them some. Okay. I'll put it in the takeout, as I call it. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I will thank them all. Thank you, Queen. So I've just been so worried about those girls. I know. I. Uh, it's, it's okay to be a wary ward, I suppose, if you're a mom of bees. But I just love them. I love everybody so much. They're just such Good. amazing teachers. What great teachers. And you, too. We love you so dearly. We call this our quarterly family therapy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
All right, nice. Jane. Well, we are set for today. So um, give me uh, until tomorrow night, Jane, to get the recording out to you, but I'll send it via oh, yeah. email as well. Thank you so much, Danielle, and uh, happy 2016. going to be a good yeah. one. You as well. <laughs> Take care, both of you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.